Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 806. Carol Shelby was all about performance. Uh, he was clearly quoted in one of his early ads in the 60s as saying, I'm Carol Shelby and performance is my business. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am so revved up and excited to introduce today's very special guest, Gary Patterson. Hey, Gary, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? You know, I've always got my foot flat on the floor, so let's go. Well, this will be really special today, listeners, because today we're having some fun at Shelby American. Gary Patterson is the president of Shelby American in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Shelby Heritage Center. He joined Shelby in 1996 and manages a broad range of strategic sales and consumer initiatives around the globe. He oversees a variety of programs that interact directly with enthusiasts and the media. He manages the Cobra Dealer Network and all Shelby Mod Centers and plays a key role in the oversight of Team Shelby for Shelby American. He's also a factory team driver. That's why jumping in the seat with Gary is going to be a lot of fun today. They manufacture and market performance vehicles and related products through dealer and partners worldwide. They build the authentic continuation Cobras, including the 427SC, 289FIA, and the 289 Streetcar, among many other vehicles and parts. So, Gary, I have told our listeners just a little bit about all the fun you have there at Shelby American. Would you take a moment to share a little bit more about your career and, of course, your passion for very cool cars? Well, you know, it all started, I, you know, it's one of those things, Mark, where I can, I can still blame my parents for something. <laughs> and uh, at, at this age of the game, uh, there's not a whole lot that's really that legit. But, uh, you know, my father always enjoyed performance cars and, and his family, aunts, uncles, and so forth. And he had a, uh, a 57 Olds convertible with a big block and three two barrels when I was born. And that kind of moved into a 64 and a half, 289 high performance Mustang convertible uh, when I was an impressionable young man. Mm. And uh, so not to just be the Ford guys that, you know, my aunts and uncles all had Pontiac GTOs and 427 Corvettes and, you know, different things. Uh, that, there were always something in the driveway that was about automotive and fun. And, uh, you know, the smell of rubber in the morning was pretty common. Uh, yeah, I think so. And the smell of rubber where you work must be constant. So I'm figuring that you wear O'Day smell of rubber cologne every day when you go to work at Shelby American. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a nice way to get those inspirational tires smoking here on Cars. Yeah, so Gary, take the wheel. Well, Mark, you know, I've always said, and I end uh, a lot of my my emails, I've signed numerous things, and I say usually one of two things, either have some damn fun, or smile, damn it. So, uh, I'm smiling. Those are kind of uh, some of those kind of things. And then when I uh, took over this position, I really thought that uh, the most important things uh, for this business were all about the people, the pride, the performance, and the product. 
Oh, gosh, absolutely. And, you know, when you say that quote, I can't help but think about Carol Shelby. I mean, I can hear his voice ringing in that kind of comment. So how have you incorporated the many, many ways you guys have fun there into what you do at Shelby American? Well, you know, a lot of it, uh, we try to do a, a great job. We're, we're really lucky right now because we have a team, our, and our team here is comprised of a lot of guys that are car people. So we like to have fun with cars. We think we know cars, and, and you know, we work on cars. We drive cars. You know, we have fun in a lot of ways. But the other thing is we go out and we mix it up with our friends, our enthusiasts, and so forth, and it's very important to listen to what they want because mm-hmm. it's not always about what I want. It's what they want because, obviously, if we're going to be successful, we need to talk and, and visit with them. It's also about uh, – key relationships with people that typically become friends, but it's partners, it's suppliers, it's a lot of other people that that can certainly influence what we do and what we put on our cars. Uh, We need to have pride in our workmanship. So when we talk to the guys on the shop floor, we talk about, you know, the things that are going on and the importance of being proud of the cars and so forth that we build. Uh, With Carroll Shelby, it was all about performance. Uh, He was clearly quoted in one of his early ads in the 60s as saying, I'm Carroll Shelby, and performance is my business. Mm. And we carry that mantra on to this day, uh, that making sure that performance is clearly our business. And last but not least, it's all about product. So if we've uh, listened and we've done our job and we've listened to our suppliers and our enthusiasts and looked in the mirror and say, what would you like? What would you want? And keeping performance in mind, what kind of product is new and exciting and what's the next one? So, uh, you know, we'll keep that as we move forward. Absolutely. Well, you guys are the quintessential concept behind Cars, yeah, wrapping your passion and what you do into your career. So uh, have some damn fun. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, let's go back in time a little bit. You talked a little bit about this of growing up in a family surrounded by cool cars. So take us back in time and tell us a story that instigated your passion for cars. That pivotal moment as you remember it when you realized, "Uh uh-oh, I'm a car guy, just like all these people around me. You know, it happened pretty early. Um, you know, with the aunts and uncles and, you know, they would be out front of my grandparents' house and they lived in a you know, a very rural area on a farm. And, you know, there was two black stripes from high-performance Mustangs and GTOs and Corvettes uh, that typically uh, happened out in front. And I can clearly remember I was a youngster, probably about five years old, and I couldn't always see very well in the convertible. So my father actually built a little box for me. I'm sure it was a child-approved safety box. (laughs) Maybe not. Anyway... But it, it did work with me sitting on it with a seatbelt around it. And I could see out of the back seat that way. And I could look up front to see what he was doing. And he would often uh, shift gears on that rally pack, that 8,000 RPM rally pack. And, and it would go to 7,000 RPM and bang, you know, second gear and bang, third gear, and then whack fourth gear. And, and I thought, you know, top down, you know, wind in the hair. Back then I had some, you know, what better day than that? So. That's really, I think, where a lot of it started. 
What an indoctrination. Oh my gosh, that must have been so cool. For me, it was my dad taking me on rides in his 1949 MGTC and sitting in that car and uh, yeah, the wind blowing through my hair. I myself used to have hair like you back in the old days before we wore so many hats that it all rubbed off. But uh, yeah, those memorable moments when you're a kid, and if you're lucky enough to have a parent or a family member that can put you in a cool car, oh man, yeah, that sets the tone for the rest of your life. Well, Gary, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down. You've been there at Shelby American for some time. You've seen a lot of things happen, a lot of things go on, and I'd love for you to take me back in time and talk about a huge challenge or even a big failure that you faced along the way in your life or your career. But of course, the most important part of this question is what did it teach you? So take us there, kind of walk us through that experience and help us learn how you gained even more momentum from that situation. There was a time, you know, I didn't always do the automotive thing for my for my career out of college. So I did other things and I, I used, you know, the automotive as my passion. So I got, when I moved to Nevada in 1990, I quickly got involved in the automotive community and I got very involved in open road racing, Silver State Classic Challenge. And, you know, basically from the ground up learned what it was like to be, you know, a course worker, you know, a tech inspector, the chief of tech, the event director, you know, held a lot of positions, ran the car in the event, was a navigator in the event, uh, flew in the airplane for the event to do surveillance. So I really got to know that particular thing well. And in doing so, there was a group of people from Nebraska that contacted us and they said, we would like to do a similar event out in Nebraska. Number one, are you interested? And number two, can you, if so, can you help? And it was like, okay. So, (laughs) You know, I went to rural Nebraska with this pack of knowledge in my head, not knowing exactly what to expect and viewing a road that was quite different from the long straight road that we had in rural Nevada. And we looked at basically a farm road in rural Nebraska. And what does it take to put that on? And I was tasked with doing so with a bunch of guys that knew a little bit about cars, but were largely farmers and people from this rural community. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I shared my vast knowledge of uh, open road racing with these people, and I quickly learned that what I knew and understood wasn't exactly what, what they knew and understood, but they were they were great people, and they were genuine people, and they were really interested in being successful and putting this event on. And, you know, through that journey... I realized that, um, you know, after imparting my knowledge and empowering them to come up with their own variation of some of my ideas yet with certainly some some coaching and, and background and experience and so forth, they've come up with and they've continued. Uh, that happened in 2001. Uh, that event continues to this day and it sells out uh, usually the first day of registration. Wow. They've turned it into an event that's far greater than the one I originally envisioned because they've been able to do it and they've made it what it is today. So I'm very proud of that group and those people from our very humble beginnings in 2001. I guess my takeaway from this would be that what you know in one situation might not always translate into another. So the challenge there has to do with being flexible and being able to pivot and being able to make those knowledgeable aspects of what you know here work in another place. Was that the biggest challenge with that endeavor? 
Yeah, with that one, I think you're spot on. Uh, you know, the Sand Hills Open Road Challenge is what it's called now. And, you know, those guys have really taken up the challenge and they've made it, you know, such a great event for the enthusiast and it benefits the communities that, you know, all the money goes back to charities uh, or back into the community itself. So it's kind of uh, of our way and my way of giving back. And that that's very gratifying to me. Oh, absolutely. Everything is better when you can evolve it around or build it around giving back to somebody, either through charity or through helping organizations. Uh, I just had some guests on from the uh, Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix, and they raised, I think over the years, they've raised over $5 million for their charity organization. So it's just so rewarding when you can put these events on and, and give back to a community. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It's a time when those headlights come on and kind of illuminate a way for a new direction for you. So what's your aha moment all about? Well, I guess there's uh, there's two. One was I, I had a very successful career in retail distribution. And that kind of, you know, I did that for 15 years and, uh, and was real successful there. And I had an opportunity, you know, I met Carol Shelby and I met the guy that was tasked with uh, running the company, then President Don Rager. And he offered me a position at this little company. And it was uh, kind of the rebirth of Shelby American as we know it today. Really hadn't been active since 1967, 1968. Uh, Had some Dodge years in the 80s. But really the rebirth of building Cobras again, Uh, eventually the Shelby Series 1, and now all the Shelby Mustangs that we've gone today. But there was like 10 or 12 people you know, that were that were employed at the time at Shelby American. And I went from retail distribution and supervising hundreds of people to looking in the mirror going, are you going to shift this box or not? Right. That was a ha-ha, you know, moment. And I think the other one is, okay, fast forward nearly 20 years later, and you've been named president of Shelby American. Yeah. Okay, yeah. now what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where do you go from here? Be careful what you ask for. Well, let me ask you this, because, yeah, going from a big company like that into a very small company, but you obviously made a move into the area you were passionate about, because I don't know what what your other business was all about. You talk about retail, but I'm assuming it maybe wasn't focused all on cars like what you're doing now. So your takeaway for guests out there, for listeners, I should say, out there, is take that opportunity when it comes. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we'll get into that probably at at the later questions, too. But, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I would say follow your passion and follow your heart and do what you love. And after that, you know, just never get up and and remember that it's all going to be done through people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I when I took over the now what was like, okay, very honored. And now we've got to energize the team. And by the way, we're a lot larger than eight people now. So, um, you know, it's all about energizing the team. It's a huge responsibility that I feel to people in their lives and also for the, uh, to continue the legacy of Shelby. Um, I really feel a large responsibility for for those things. Oh, gosh. Yeah, the iconic legend Carol Shelby and that brand to be uh, holding the torch and carrying that forward. But you're right. It's what it always comes back to with my guests here at Cars. Yeah, it is fun. The cars are fun and all that, but it is about the people. That's where it really starts to focus. Well, how about a proudest career moment? I would assume you've had a couple of those, but is there one that you would share with us? 
Well, you know, I, I guess being honored by being president of Shelby, that's a pretty good career. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think uh, that's that's probably the highlight uh, of the career. But, you know, there was, there was a lot of those along the way, you know, being named chief test driver for Shelby American along the way and, and getting to test drive all of the fun toys that we were coming out with, you know, from the early days of the continuation Cobras, lining up at a drag strip with a 427 in front of you and a four-speed and the tree coming down and you drop the clutch and hold the foot to the floor and bang through the gears in an iconic Cobra that you've always read about, but now you're doing it. You know, we did that with the uh, Shelby Series 1, you know, a first ground-up Shelby we ever built and being able to run on a road course with the likes of, you know, Bob Bondurant and, uh, you know, Alan Grant and some other guys that were, you know, part of it and, and a lot of enthusiasts that were, were really good as well. And, and being able to, you know, run that car and demonstrate it on a road course, I think that's, you know, I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. that that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I think so. I've got a huge smile on my face just listening to those adventures. So, oh my goodness, what fun you're having. Well, speaking of fun, let's go back in time again. I'd love for you to share your first really special car. That first car that you got that you went, oh man, I finally have what my dreams have always been about. And maybe share a memory you have about that vehicle. Well, you know, I think it would have to be the first car I ever bought. When I was 10 years old, that car came out. And it was a 69 Mach 1, and the advertisements were mostly in red with a black hood and a shaker hood scoop. Yeah. And it had to be a four-speed, and my father helped me find that car. Wow. And uh, I, I bought one in March 3rd, 1976. Serial number 9F02R152435. <laughs> Not like you don't remember it or anything. <laughs> Not that I'm a performance geek or a car geek, but yeah, I do know the serial number because I've now owned it for over 41 years. Oh, my gosh. So I kept it. You know, I, I bought it with money I made mowing lawns, and it was the car I really always dreamed of and wanted from the time I was 10. And uh, my father helped me find it, and I bought it myself with my own money. And I think the a great memory or experience I had with that car, uh, certainly one we can talk about, is uh, at the drag strip. Um, not too long after I bought it, I went to Marion County International Raceway in Ohio with my father, and I drag raced that very car. And it was like it was the highlight of so many things for an impressionable 16-year-old kid. Oh, my gosh. No kidding. I mean, to want one for, well, since you were 10, so then get to go have that experience. And today, to still have that car, you are a rare guy as far as the guests I've had here on Cars. Yeah, because my next question is seller's remorse. And most people talk about that first special car, and it's long gone. So how about seller's remorse for you? Is there one that you wish you had back in your garage? Well, you know, I'm, I mean, I, I hate to admit it, but I usually, if they were that special, I just kept them. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> so I've, I've still got that car. And, you know, I was, uh, as I mentioned earlier with my driving piece, I was a, a pretty good part of the uh, of the Series 1 program. So I have a supercharged Series 1 that I bought later. Fast forward down the road, you know, we had the first Super Snake we ever built in the 2007 program, which was the first one since 1967. I own that particular car. Wow. I've got an experimental, kind of a one-off uh, Shelby Code Red, which was a twin-turbo 1,000-plus horse 
Shelby Mustang that we did. It made over a thousand ponies at the wheel in 08. Whoa. So, you know, I, those are those are some fun toys, and, and those are the ones that were real significant. One that I had that I loved and, and I have very fond memories of, frankly, I don't need it back in my garage, but really thought a lot of that car. I had a, a, two, I mean, a 1991 ZR1 Corvette with that LT5 four-cam engine. Oh, nice. That thing was really cool, and, and it would go an honest 180 miles an hour right out of the box on GPS. Wow. That was a fun car. Uh, yeah, I think so. Oh, what fun, what fun. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. I'd love for you to share what has you really excited and fired up there at Shelby American. People come and visit that facility. What can they expect? And what are some of the things you guys are working on now that have you really excited? Well, you know, um, right now we, at the May Tribute event in Gardena, Tribute for Carol Shelby, we uh, announced two vehicles. One of them was actually a performance truck. And we've, we've done some raised Shelby F-150s in the past, and a Shelby Raptor. Um, we'll probably come out with another one of those. A little Easter egg for you guys there. But, All uh, right, cool. At any rate, we've got a lowered truck now. It's uh, the same kind of thing as the raised one, but it's lowered, and it's got 750 horses because you need that to get to work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's an exciting one. But we also did the wide body on the, on the current generation Mustang. Mm-hmm. And... Vince LaViolette that, that works here, and he's, he's our vice president of operations. He is also a fabricator and a test driver and, and a great guy. And he designed the wide body for the new body style. And it really follows the original equipment uh, factory lines of the body. It certainly looks like it came right from the factory uh, with just a really neat thing with wide hips. And you can put, you know, 345 tires on the back with a lot of rubber, you know, wow. and uh, 305s up front. So it gives it a, a really wide footprint. So those things are very exciting. And we're currently working, you know, obviously um, three months, six months. You know, we're talking a lot about next year. So the 18 model year products um, are very exciting, as well as our global expansion for the company. So, those are projects that we're working on. Uh, the global expansion is neat because you get to talk to different people in different places of the world and different cultures and talk to them a little bit about what they want and what's exciting to them. Wow, the fun never ends there at Shelby. Wow, <laughs> sounds exciting. Yeah, we all need 750 horsepower to get to work. That is a definite truth for sure. Right from the words of the mouth of Gary, I should say. So very fun. Well, Gary, here's a very introspective question for you. If Gary was a car, what kind of car would he be and why? Well, I can tell you he's not the prettiest car on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not the ugliest one either. So we'll just put that in perspective. There you go. You know, so, uh, you know, Pretty good in, the, in that whole thing. Uh, happy with the appearance, but uh, could always improve. But I would say uh, fast and decisive, very nimble, uh, quick to react. Um, it could certainly be faster and have more power. Sure. Because in my mind, there's never enough. <laughs> well, of course not. So if we have to narrow this down to a car, though, I'm going to kind of hold you to what would that car be that you see yourself embodied in a machine? Gee, you know, that's that's a pretty good one now. You know, maybe the classic old Cobra, because it's clearly not the fastest one on the planet anymore. Uh, it's probably not the prettiest one anymore. 
but it's clearly fast. It's clearly decisive. It's it's uh, got a little bit of age on it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I like that little patina. Right? Yeah. I'm actually uh, I'm actually a little older than the the original Cobra, but uh, you know I'd like to think think that uh, I'm pretty still competitive in my own way. So uh, yeah, I, I think it's probably still that, and it might be the the small block instead of the big block. But uh, yeah, you know I, I think it's probably that one. There you go. I was hoping that's the answer I get out of you. I think that's a perfect fit for you, Gary. Well, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yow sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week. Thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. Okay, Gary, we are back and we're entering the last lap and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So buckle up, here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, came from Carol Shelby. Enjoy your car. Build what you want. Ah, love it. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your successes over the years? I'm very persistent. Yes. Persistence, tenacity, those are important for sure. Now, there's a lot of cool resources out there, but is there one in particular you'd like to share with the Cars yeah audience? Well, of course, uh, you know, our company website is shelby.com, and then I have my own site. At, uh, it's called Driving Patterson. Uh, oh, Cool that on Facebook and stuff like that. Absolutely. I'll make sure we put those on Gary's show notes page here at the Cars Yeah website. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive field, living or deceased, who would that be? Um, it would have to be Henry Ford. Oh, wouldn't that be cool? 
Yeah. Now, why Henry Ford? What is it about old Henry you'd love to uh, bend his ear a little bit? You know, he was very entrepreneurial. He was clearly about the next thing, very competitive, very decisive, never gave up. I mean, he failed countless times. Uh, He surrounded himself with very keen and good, brilliant people like, you know, Harvey Firestone and uh, Thomas Edison. Those guys were were key individuals in, in Henry's life, and I'd like to hear some about those. He, would, you know, Henry Ford was also very instrumental in building bombers for World War II. Yeah, keeping this country free and safe. And they they built a bomber, came off the assembly line like every 58 minutes. What a remarkable accomplishment, you know, in the 1940s when you think about that. So so that that guy's mind and his, you know tenacity and never given up and you know I, I just think he was he was brilliant and i'd love to love to share a meal with him wouldn't that be fun now how about a book is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy as well uh, i think the cobra ferrari wars <laughs> yes kind of the uh, david and goliath of automotive history and you've got a a guy there obviously starring carol shelby that won uh races as a individual he was a winner as a manufacturer of cars and also as a team leader. And uh, that whole thing, you know, Cobra Ferrari Wars spells all that out. Absolutely. In fact, I also had uh, A.J. Bain, the author on Cars Yeah not too long ago, who wrote uh, Go Like Hell. Of course, uh, documents and talks about those uh, huge, huge battles at Le Mans between Ferrari and Ford. And uh, he also wrote a great book about uh, the American industry during World War II as well, since you were talking about that earlier. But the book you recommended sits on my shelf. It's a fantastic book. And listeners, you can find links to all these great resources that Gary has shared on his show notes page at Cars Yeah dot com slash Gary Patterson. There's another great place on the site called Guest Recommended Books, where this book is listed for quick, easy clicks to buy, along with the past other guests here on Cars. Yeah, awesome resource. All right, we're up to the checkered flag, Gary, and this last question could be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you any very cool collector car, collector race car, vintage race car, whatever it is to park in your garage. And money's no object today because I'm getting the big Cars Yeah checkbook out. So what would that car be? And more importantly, why? Well, you know, I give that a lot of thought, and that that one is a tough one because there's so many flavors. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Nice way to put that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I you know, in really searching, if you could just go one car, and I'm just like, oh my god, what would it be? And I came close to saying a Daytona Coupe, but and and I really that that's right there. But one car would probably be the '67 Le Mans winning uh, GT40 driven by Gurney and Foyt. Ooh! And it is a bad boy, quintessential big block, fist in the face, extremely aerodynamic. It was also the kind of the capsule and the victory. You know, they went one, two, three the year before in the uh, GT40s, right? But it was the next year where they really put the icing on the cake and won again. And it was an all-American car with an all-American company driven by all-American drivers. And it was clearly the victory of David over Goliath, you know, Carroll Shelby and a band of hot rodders taking out Ferrari. Yeah. Oh, man, that is a that is a cool car. That's the red car, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well. 
man, that's going to cost me something. I better get to work here so I can get, get you that car. Wouldn't that be fun? I can give you the delivery address. <laughs> okay, I'm sure you can. I have no problem. I'm going to go pick that up and I'm going to drive it over to your place because I want to have a little fun before I deliver it. But, uh, oh man, wouldn't that be special? I would love nothing better than to sit next to you and have you rip off down the racetrack in that car. That would be pretty darn fun for sure. Well, Gary, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I knew you would and I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. And I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey there at Shelby American with me and with the Cars Yacht listeners. Would you offer us one parting piece of wisdom and guidance before you rip off down the road in that 67 GT40? Absolutely. I would say to everybody, follow your passion, live your dream, never quit, value, cherish, family, in all relationships. Ah, yes. Nice words of wisdom from a very smart guy who's having a lot of fun in his career and his life. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and follow along with what everything you guys are doing there at Shelby American? Yeah, so back to those two websites. Uh, For the company, it's shelby.com. And uh, if you want to look at uh, what I'm doing, it's it's Driving Patterson. With that... uh, Pretty cool. And sometime I'd like to talk to you, Mark, and uh, find out a little bit about what makes you tick. I would love to come and visit you there. I go to SEMA every year. I'll have to stay an extra day or come a day early so I can visit you there. But that would be a true, true delight, Gary, anytime. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything Gary has shared on his show notes page at carsyad.com slash Gary Patterson. Check out what they're doing there. I'm sure everybody already knows what you guys are up to there because, ah, such an iconic name, Iconic Brown. But also check out what Gary's doing with his site. I'll make sure it's listed on his show notes page at carsyad.com. Gary, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your automotive journey with me and the Carsyad listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks a bunch, Mark. Thank you. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? to design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage. It's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.